Hello, friends. Welcome to the Eighth House of Astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. gradual development you know what I mean like so whereas the entire um wheel of the tarot is a continuum from start to finish to start again like judgment there's so many levels of awareness yes we gain you know across our lives and judgment is one of those things where it's one of those energies that it doesn't have an end point it's it's indefinite because we're constantly um learning we're constantly being aware of new experiences to discern to judge you know yeah so I don't know do you do you have the um yeah I mean there's so many ways that it can be interpreted like I I'm seeing similarities between the hanged man oh yeah visionary kind of like a new yeah. perspective versus um and kind of like you know a lot of times the hangman is portrayed as a chrysalis a butterfly emerging right because they hang there's a period of transformation right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in some cards judgment is depicted as more like this re-emerging this awakening of something yes yeah and that's I, the part that i'm just now kind of yeah coming yeah. to understanding right right i think that's one of the aspects of it that's not as obvious and so because i collect cards i'm like there were several that were like awakening or rebirth or you know and i'm like yes. and that i think it's it comes from if you look at the classic card, the that Pixie Rider Waite Smith card that she drew, um, because she converted to Catholicism. Um, it's it's a Christian concept of the last judgment or the second coming of Christ, where apparently, you know, I guess the pure souls go with God to for everlasting life whereas the rest are the damned you know to live in this sort of zombie awful purgatory state so interesting well isn't there um so it's bodies rising from the grave in the card yes yes yeah well that's the rebirth and so when you take it from a non-religious point of view and you just see artists depicting it as awakening or I I see awareness I see like yeah exactly in like I see enlightenment coming to awareness exactly being aware from our truest understanding whether we're alive or dead like even the people who are dead can now can hear the message Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, that was what was fascinating because I was researching that or reading about the last judgment and it's across the board. It's not just for the dead to come, you know, rise right. up and be with it's everything. God. 
it's it's living people dead people it's just they're the the consciousness that was once there or there now um Mm -hmm. if it's able to be elevated and you know um well so i just think it's interesting like so there's that parallel to me where hanged man is about perspective it's sort of the first time you know since it's sort of a the tarot makes it a bit of a linear process, even though it's on a circular path. Mm-hmm. It's like there are levels of gaining knowledge, awareness, experience, um, mm-hmm. and meeting the archetypes in life. And so this being like the last card before the completion of the cycle or journey, yeah. it's like this is the highest level of gaining perspective, awareness, and that's kind of what I was asking, like, because yes, there's okay. so many different things that we learned, you know, we learned in your voice insight, you know, but yeah. it's like, this is the real deal. This is like, that's so cool. Like, so I think of it in terms of I'm, I'm having like multiple ideas here. <laughs> yeah. Um, one being, and I'm relating this to my own life and my own journey where I'm like, what do I believe in? What am I supposed to believe in? What, what is worth having faith in? What is worth? I swear there was some quote that sounds exactly like that. What is worth? What is like what you just said? It was like, yeah, well, that's, I'm realizing, I mean, you know, I've spent my entire life trying to figure out what the hell life is and what is life as a human and what is consciousness you know oh. and in my 40th year you know i'm 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 learning it's whatever i believe it is and you just have to have faith in something in order for it to be real you know when yeah. we talked about faith a lot before i, I know i think that's so cool that it's mm-hmm. in and our I own journeys it, we've come through yeah, that yeah. oh my gosh you're totally right like for the first time i'm really starting to feel like I have the answers I've been seeking because I've searched and I've waited and I've become aware of things. And, um, and it's just so funny how kind of simple it is. It's, Uh you know, it, yeah. But then how do you know that you're aware of your truth? You don't. That's another question I was asked (laughs) that I want to bring up is how do we know? And that's judging. That's discernment. Oh, yeah, you're right. And you brought that up before, I think, in the moon episode, which made so much sense, because that is where you have to use discernment, where you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, is this an illusion, a dream? Um, Yeah, and that's what I, so when you were asking about where I see correlations or connections, the death card for me Mm. like when I think of this card I think well that's what because you know I listen to thousands of near-death experiences for fun and I'm you know I mean almost 100% of the time when this person passes away but becomes conscious outside of their body and sees their body and thinks wait a minute I'm still me how is this possible and then they travel to who knows where and they see who knows what, but I'm thinking like for a lot of people who go through near death experiences, that's the moment they find out who they are. And it's it's an awareness that they keep with them throughout their waking life. So I'm thinking death, I'm thinking like, but then where was, what number is death again? Well, death is 
right after the hanged man. Okay, that's what I thought. So And then it's right before yeah. temperance, which which is the leveling out, the alchemy, the balancing of things. Right. So I don't know. Perfect. Part of me was like, well, what if the death card, let's just say the death card actually means death. And when the death card comes and we die, we can't, and maybe we become aware of who we are in that moment. But for some reason, we're not ready. We're, we're faced with the truth of who we are, but we're not ready to hear it yet until we've yeah. gained that judgment between maybe it's the beginning of the end of the ego maybe because we did talk about it being death symbolizing the death of the ego you know coming to terms with like this self that's like a mask almost and so judgment is like the lowering of the mask Mm -hmm. that's cool who am i really before this all yeah before i transcend (laughs) completely yeah and that, that and one of my beliefs is that each and every one of us has a different idea so how could one be right and another be wrong you know what i mean like there's just yeah. so many different ideas of who we are yeah like, there are as many definitions of what reality is as there are totally minds to contemplate it you know, know. or yeah do you have um do you have the uh, Carol Bridges book? That. Yeah, I'm going to go grab it. Do you have anything to say in the meantime so there isn't any dead air? Um, I'll, I can start looking at my overview here. Well, just to give my little rundown, um, I have my notes. There's a lot of pages on this one. A lot of passages I just absolutely loved, but just to introduce it, I am judgment ruled by Pluto planet of transformation, transmutation. It is the planetary ruler of Scorpio. So there is the connection to death actually. Okay. Um, uh, It's the next to last card in the final spiritual elder leg of the fool's journey between in the luminaries and the world in the classic right away smith card it is depicted as the christian concept of the final judgment second coming of christ an angel blows their trumpet to wake those who slumber in waiting in the grave and in life themes are discernment awareness listening to one's inner voice intentionality heeding one's call higher purpose, truth, consciousness, rebirth. Oh, I also put, I put card parallels, question mark. Mm. And besides the hanged man for me, I put the fool. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, because the fool is kind of starting yeah. as, or maybe right before it became a fool. I mean, it's kind of like, well, if this is potential. rebirth, like, you know, maybe someone who's born again Christian or their sober birthday or you know when you become sober things like that where Mm -hmm. you're like starting out on a new life because you decided you believe what you believe and this is what you want you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's a new path that you've chosen to accept and that you're moving forward with yeah and I just got like the fool with intentionality (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's so interesting. Um, one of the takeaways from the podcast I listened to yesterday, I wish I remembered what it was so I could <laughs> well, give just them credit. Let me know later and I can put it in the notes. Okay. Um, oh, see, I give myself a little side anecdote and then I forget. That's okay. Do you want to start with the, um, do you want to talk about Carol Bridges and come back to it? Well, you're right. (laughs) Okay. So what I was going to say is in this podcast episode I was listening to yesterday, the host was talking about judgment in terms of the self or the person being becoming aware of every aspect of themselves that they've shown to the world and it's literally like a life review when you die you know when they say you get a life review you've you're all of a sudden aware of your actions how they affected others or how they might have affected others how they affected you so as far as this kind of awareness or enlightenment it's like uh you're coming to terms with who you are kind of what we were just talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. but to the next to the degree where you have a visceral understanding of the choices you made and how they affected i don't know re- whatever you believe reality to be i don't know yeah, it does have a lot to do with decision making, which I didn't think about before. Oh, judgment. Oh, I'd know? love to explore that some just because that's okay. one of my greatest challenges. Oh, you were going to do Carol Bridges. And then oh. um, the first thing up on my uh, 11 pages <laughs> is, um, is a passage from this awesome book about the Myers-Briggs type oh, indicator cool. that I have been so excited to talk about because one of the letters is the j versus p preference judging versus perceiving so we'll get to that so um in that that definitely i'm going to read that first before the passages just because it like kind of blew my mind okay how accurate how interesting this is so sweet So I'm just going to, I'll read the affirmation of this card and then what the card, like the card speaks. So the affirmation of this card, I recognize, and this is kind of the personification of the card. Mm. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I recognize the circle of life brings undeviating justice to all things, events, and beings as all unite in consciousness. I realize my every thought, word, and movement affect all creation. Through time, the great circle returns all things to their maker. So see what I mean how that sounds like death? Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, anyway. Okay, so the card speaks. Judgment. Or it could be rebirth. Right. Well, but that's what we learned that the death card is. So I I totally see what you're saying. Well, it depends on how you define rebirth yeah. is it rebirth into the other world or is it rebirth into mm-hmm. real life i mean well also when you mentioned um coming to terms with it made me think of the sobriety thing when you go through the aa program mm. and making amends you know right. isn't that one of the steps yeah 
Totally. And I just like how you've affected others. Yeah. And I have just heard from someone who happened to have gone through the steps. I never did. But what he said was, um, um, the format of the steps is designed to bring one into spiritual awareness or find that thing that they believe in, which I thought was an interesting take. I had never thought of it that way. I kind of poo poo on that method of support but i'm sure it has its gems and that was one that i i heard and i was like all right well i guess i might be able to get it get in line with that okay judging i know (laughs) the card speaks judgment is simply the return to self of that which self has given forth from the mountaintop you can look back and see the footprints of your path through the snowy valley of life. Here, your heart can open to all, for you see clearly from on high. No anger is stored, no judgment is hidden. Now you've learned to express what needs to be expressed, to empty the heart and open its doors for true love to enter. Judgment symbolizes our resurrection or or rising above the illusion of separation. Here we find cooperation, not only with people, but with the forces of nature and all of life. There's no more sense of being judged or judging others as we accept all as a unity of interaction. This is a new plane of awareness. Yeah, it goes on, but you know, I, there's, I think that's probably... Oh, let me just say, from this plane of awareness, your life can be reviewed and all accounts settled. You'll know the impact your words have on others. Old events may be perceived in a new light. See, it's the life review. So interested yeah. in this. Yeah, it is. Um, and then that's the thing, that the life review is the one thing in the tens of millions of accounts of near-death experiences that is almost always there in some form or another you know they watch their life happen before is that how you're defining it define it in in your context define life review oh a life review yeah i'm in in my context it's literally being um i mean it's what happens when you die and you if you're aware that you died when they say your life flashes before you, is exactly. that what you're talking about? Okay. Exactly. And what happened, why they say it flashes, it's so interesting. Almost every single person says, I saw my entire life. Like, right. like a I movie or a dream. Yeah. But I, but the feelings I, I felt while watching it were everyone else's that I affected in that moment. Wow. Okay. So you're literally, I mean, that's judgment. You are. You are embodying whatever you made anyone feel in your life. I know it's intense, but at the same time, they, there's, when you're in that space of, um, and I'll quote Carol here, when you're in this place where no anger is stored, no judgment is hidden and you're, you're able to express what needs to be expressed. It's like you, it's you realize that the only thing, the only person judging you yourself is you. I have to say what this is making me, well, first off, let me say two things. There's, there's just to explain why I asked you to 
define life review under your context, there is also the idea of a life review, which is almost, which is done in the hospice context. Oh, interesting. Which um, anyone really can do it. Any hospice, social worker, nurse, you know, uh, assistant, anyone trained or, you know, ha- who understands what it's doing it's it's um an opportunity for the person who was you know soon to die to focus on the the high points the quality the um their legacy what they have to offer um before they go and so it's like highlighting and discussing like what was it that you really value that you contributed in life? You know, that sounds like, and it's definitely a a counseling tool, move strategy, whatever you call it. Um, And it helps, it helps with loved ones too, because they can gather around. They can say, I never knew that about you, you know, and, and you find out these gems that, Yes. Like instead of with somebody um maybe kept humble about or never talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, in working on my mom's memoirs, I I am so like everybody should do this. Everybody yeah. should tell their story. Exactly. Um, it's so therapeutic and it was so therapeutic to go through those um yeah. as a survivor of her, you know, and just see right. where she was coming from. And it's so different when it's like life or death terms. And it's not just like, I'm living my life and I'm talking about me. That's not a biography, you know? Right. And for some reason, like the value of it just spikes when you know that your life is fleeting or your life is yeah, gone, you know? definitely. And what you're doing by asking those questions as the social worker is bringing those understandings to that person's awareness maybe they had them already maybe they had done this before but probably maybe not and then when you're talking about the family members oh I didn't know you know you're you're bringing Mm -hmm. the family and that person to the same plane of awareness where you're understanding something it's so cool because it's like different context same thing that's what's so neat about this concept this idea And when you were talking, it just made me think um, how important it is to express ourselves. And so judging, just like we've talked about before, when you're an artist, right? And you have this idea or this thing you want to execute and you do it and you're like, yes. Mm -hmm. The other part of that is putting it into the world so that others can benefit from it. Right. Because it's all about what we do to express ourselves. The expression is not in a vacuum. Right. It's what why we're here, I right. believe. And I know you believe that too. Yeah. And I, it can be harder for some people to, like some people in the life review, some people who are dying are not comfortable with sharing and they just want to hole up and retreat into themselves mm-hmm. and it's very oh, private. Yeah. That's understandable and that's okay too. Right. But I, I'm just thinking in life, in when we discern discern or judge things, 
in our surroundings, in our interactions, I think the important underlying element here is to express it, mm, not mm-hmm. just to keep it inward. The judging is the first step of like, maybe that's input and the other part of it is output. We have mm. to say it, we have to oh. verbalize it. We have to manifest it. We have to let it be known or else does it exist? I've thought about that before. That's interesting. So I, maybe what I'm wondering if you mean, like if someone is, and by judging, we really just mean form an opinion yeah of what someone just said or did means without asking them you know um and so are you saying that if someone says it in their mind like mm, you know is doing that judging or discernment in their mind and not saying it out loud did it happen right or did it make any impact how is it, it going to make an on impact on anyone other than yeah. you maybe i don't know it's yeah. interesting Anyway, it just yeah. calls brings to mind that whole art argument. Like, mm. right? Does expression matter if it doesn't get out there? I mean, it's kind of the same idea. That's all. You know, like a thought, a judgment that goes unexpressed. Mm-hmm. It's just festering in your head, and it doesn't maybe mean anything. <laughs> yeah, or it might. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to read. Okay. So, um How do we differentiate between intuition and judgment that comes from the mind? For example, in a tarot reading, it you know, like it's different and these are just my thoughts before I start reading like passages, mm-hmm. but in a tarot reading versus um like recently someone I told that you did mediumship readings. They were horrified and said, Oh, that's right. They said, how do you know what energy is coming through? What if, what if it's a demon? So I just wondered if you could speak to that like before I move. (laughs) Oh, for sure. You know, how do you know? Like just when, so like is intuition or psychic ability, is that a judgment or is that what is that? That's so cool. That's such a cool um, question. So psychic ability or mediumship or psychic intuition, it's not possible if you don't have a clear understanding of yourself. It's not possible. It's not possible truthfully, I should, I would say, in my own opinion. Um, I mean, everyone believes something different, <laughs> but... I know what my energy feels like. I know. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? So I know what it feels like to be in the presence of um, threatening. You know know what I answered? I said, I can't speak for her, but I understand that she's very trained and experienced with grounding. I had forgotten that part, but Mm. I said, like, I, I know that you had experience grounding and being able to discern the mm-hmm. energies that's when I was like I use that word oh my gosh we'll have to talk about this but oh yeah um I said I'm pretty sure she would know oh, and yeah. I said often or I said I think that um I think that this 
draw to do this work was actually based on um, experiences where you felt fearful because mm-hmm. the energies were unfriendly and you wanted a or better... unfamiliar, I would say, I would say unfamiliar. unfamiliar. And, I, and I took that as frightening. And so, okay. To that. Yeah. The unknown point, is the worst frightening right? because honestly, I don't think I've ever been um, confronted with an un with, um, with, um, an energy that had bad intentions towards me, to be honest. And part of that, part of why I believe that is true is because I, I'm someone who sees light in everyone, you know what I mean? Um, and because it's not even in my belief system that I'm going to come in contact That's with a demon, I'm not on that frequency. I just, it's I not going to that come. troubled, I, that troubled yeah. this person because she was like, even worse if you're vulnerable <laughs> and naive you know and I'm like no that's no what faith it's is. that we don't believe that's that the funny exists. thing that's the funny thing is that's what faith is I believe wholeheartedly yeah. that I'm protected from that stuff you know and that's mm-hmm. what I realized that's what I learned from this work is that's what it comes down to you have to believe something in order to utilize its power and so I believe that there is just no way that that energy is going to even make its way to me because of where I am in, in awareness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, it makes sense I, to but, me. And honestly, that's one of the more, most common fears around mediumship and not fears, but criticisms is, is that, um, how well, do you know? this person was frightened for us. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So that, that, because that, uh, that adds right energy to us. It's judgment. Absolutely. Yeah. Because- well, how is it that you can have a feeling about what someone else is experiencing? Like, that's not our place. I don't get exactly. that. Exactly. And that is the key to world peace. I know. People learning ha- how I'm having that. deja vu because we have had this and now conversation. This, exactly. But also, remember when I said I had a conversation with my sister that oh, yeah. would fit into here? This is exactly... Um, pertinent for this moment you know I have a twin sister we are as close as close can be and yet you know she sees some of my typical behavior such as like avoiding phone calls for a few days at a time or you know what I mean like not avoiding I shouldn't say that because that was her argument was that I was avoiding her and I was like I just don't I just sometimes I just don't like to pay attention to my phone I like to just live moment to moment with what's in front of my face and that oh shouldn't gosh. mean yeah. that I'm neglecting you or that I'm avoiding you. Yeah, they're or... assigning judgment and words, labels. Exactly. Yeah, that's to what's not a problem for you. Exactly. She's, they're trying to turn it into something. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm trying to see Again, my why I don't like when people way. comment on my appearance because I'm like. Ex- no, exactly. I was actually. Yeah, gonna... it's the same exactly the same it's like but at the same time it's also I think that's like the key to our humanities you know um the friction between people and you know it's like you have to understand not one other person in existence will see the world the way that you do and I know we've said that before but then why 
why use that the fact that you think you know what that person is oh doing to, to justify anything you can't did you finish about the was that it about your sister yeah it was pretty much just that like I was feeling like I had to defend myself against what she thought my behaviors meant and, and then like, why do we we're... feel the need to defend ourselves that's so strange I know I know isn't it that is and that's probably can I can I resume the readingness yes okay so I th- I just think this is this um so I have this book called gifts differing gifts differing and it deals with the Myers-Briggs type indicator um and I just I just extracted the judgment perception preference so Mm -hmm. there are there are 16 different personality types which are often used in like career goal setting or you know identifying what type of work um people will be best suited to and things like that i'm sure most people are are familiar with this system Mm -hmm. um so this mbti preference makes the difference between judging people who order their lives and perceiving people who just live them (laughs) that's so funny yes that's just yeah and that's you and your sister's conversation oh my god I should totally read something I wrote but maybe not the best time when Jessica when I went and visited a few months ago we got into a very like just earth-shattering argument and it it was around the same thing. We just could not see eye to eye on this thing that was just so important to both of us. And we're like, how is this possible? We're twins. We love each other unconditionally. How can we be, how can we be butting heads so much? And then it occurred to me that, holy crap, I'm the one who can live impulsively moment to moment happily without assuming people are thinking this or that about me and Jessica's very talented at the the doing the decision making the um the planning the outlining you know she's everything that I have a hard time with and I'm everything that she has a hard time with you know what I mean I know I I remember you asking yeah you asking me am I more type a or type b in the beginning of our endeavor doing the podcast and uh was like I've never even heard of type b and come to find out that's what you were telling me you were yeah and then we were like um discussing in whatever episode that was I think the hermit where we what I think where we talk about no it couldn't have been it was the porcupine and the bear story right that's the hermit mm-hmm. through the judgment lens life should be willed and decided while through perception life is something to be experienced and understood thus judgment likes to settle things or at least to have things settled whereas perception prefers to keep plans and opinions as open as possible so that no valuable experience or enlightenment will be missed judgment is eternally coming to conclusions with the finality the word implies it likes to dispose of things even without the spur of necessity judgment settles not only what they are to do themselves 
but what others are to do. If you haven't noticed, I'm personifying judgment and perception, which is different than how it was yeah. written. Cool. Perception, perception would rather hear about what a person is doing. They are rather horrified at the eagerness of judgment to decide a matter. The saying that a bad decision is better than no decision makes sense only to a J type. Mm. P types always hope that they can solve the problem simply by understanding it better, by seeing to the bottom of it, which they often can. In such cases, they are hardly conscious of judgment. The solution has been latent there in the situation, and they have eventually seen what was the thing to do. Of course, perception still needs judgment. Their perception should be supported by an adequately developed judging process. It takes judgment in either thinking or feeling. Another one of the letters in the I in the Myers Briggs. Yeah, Myers Briggs M B T I to give continuity of purpose and supply a standard by which to criticize and govern one's own actions. Right. The status the, quo. Huh? The status quo. Yeah. At the other extreme, J types with insufficient P have no give, like you were saying, or cooperation in them. If they lack an adequately developed perceptive process. So if they, if they lack P, they will be narrow, rigid, and capable of seeing any point of view except their own. This characteristic is recognized in the word prejudice, a prejudgment impervious to perception. Mm. You there? Yes. Hello. Okay. Hello. I can't see you because I have the screen up. The gifts of judgment include systems, plans, preparations, routine, order, organization, consistency, and logic. They know what other people ought to do about almost everything and are not averse to telling them. They take pleasure in getting something finished out of the way off their minds. They're self-regimented, purposeful. They aim to be right and are inclined to regard perceptive types as aimless drifters. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Not a breath. I gotta take a sure. Gosh. And that's the thing, is like I'm only just now learning to love those parts of myself because this is what I'm trying to tell people is that when you have this divergent way of seeing things but you're living in a world with so many rules and so many expectations I'm freaking tired like I'm freaking tired like for so long I told myself that um you know I was wrong because I was a drifter uh -huh. or I was wrong or I wasn't doing good enough. And anyway, I really relate to, to that. Yeah, no, I'm I, discerning. I, I, I'm discerning I, I, for myself. I thought that um too, I think Jay is very in line with autism because mm -hmm. that used to be called rigid thinking or black and white thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because you're so overwhelmed that you do the opposite and you stick to the routine and you stick to what's known. And it's scary to move outside of that because you're looking for everything to be predictable and what you can control. Um, 
And then ADHD is very much the free for all, the follow the dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. So perceptive types live in the moment. Their spontaneity allows them to wholeheartedly take experience or enlightenment of the present, even though some intended thing may go undone. Perceptive types believe it can be more important to go and look at a bird's nest that children have found or take time to help hunt up the answer to a question or listen to a conf or or to listen to a confidence i guess someone telling you something no to a confidence i guess a secret with a one's whole heart versus going to have a meal on time they're masterful in their handling of the unplanned, unexpected, incidental, but may not make an effective choice among life's pos- possibility. But says who? <laughs> the J? Right. They depend on their readiness for anything and everything to bring them a constant flow of new experience much more than they can digest or use. They like to keep decisions open as long as possible before doing anything irrevocable. Oh, yep. You got it. Because they don't know nearly enough about it yet. They want to know what other people are doing and are interested to see how things turn out. They take pleasure in starting something new until the newness wears off. They aim to miss nothing. They're flexible, adaptable, tolerant, and inclined to regard judging types as only half alive. What? It's you. You were just saying all those things. Except for the half alive thing. Oh. (laughs) Well, I just thought it was ironic because it was like. It is so. That's what we're talking about in the judgment card. The people coming out of like. How interesting. This new way of seeing things yeah yeah wild so i wonder if the listeners could guess our personality types oh yes what are well the thing is i was always intj Uh and i tested as that again because and mine changed to fp um when i got together with chad because i think that someone had to fill in that other part or something i love that that's my theory but now that like we're empty nesters and i've come back into full in my own head and processing how i do and just being me i think i took it again recently for school and i'm intj again that makes sense and in looking at this today, I was like, what? I think I might. I related to the P a lot. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in that passage, because I, yeah. I have I do share a lot of that. Like, I don't like to make a definite decision. I don't like commitment. I don't mm-hmm. like deciding things prematurely. I do not like that at all. Right. So I have a I think it fluctuates for sure. And I think, and it, yeah. I think I definitely think so. I was like, I think I might be an I N T on the verge of P J P like right in the middle. And there's a difference between what we prefer 
and what we do. You know what I mean? True, true. So that's always going to fluctuate. And, you know, you were saying, well, well, having kids, I mean, kids will bring you into the present moment. Yeah. You know, very often. Yeah. And but I just, and yeah. if I am that, which tended, which was right in the middle, which I really resonated with, it's the architect or mm. the scientist. And I can see that. I can see that versus most other things. Like I, I, I really resonate with INTP now mm-hmm. and you should get the book. Everybody should try to find this book because it does a very good job at like Sounds really, really cool. thoroughly describing like, like how they thing. all intersect in things too. Yeah. Cause it's like, if you, if you have one strong, then it's going to affect another and so on and so on. Like oh, they I'd sort of domino affect each other. Yeah. So tell us yours. Well, oh, am I supposed to guess? Yeah. Oh, I should have let you. You were, I didn't hear you. INFP. I mean, it's what you always said. Yeah. So I tested as ENFP, which is what I have done. So I and E for me tend to fluctuate, but nothing else has ever changed. The first time I took it, it was INFP. And I definitely would agree. Probably I do. I am understanding myself as an extrovert. Um, I feel like I'm almost just as strong an extrovert as I am an introvert though. So I don't know. It's Let's see. So 78 degrees of wisdom. Rachel Pollack has some great stuff to say. Mm-hmm. Under the sun, we see all of life as filled with spiritual light. This awareness of eternal truth frees us from illusion and fear So that now we feel like a call from deep inside the urge to dissolve ourselves completely into the spirit and wondrous life contained in every being. This call comes from both inside and outside us for one of the effects of the sun, you know, which was the previous card was to break down the artificial barrier between inner experience and the outer world. Rachel Pollux was a Leo too. <laughs> oh, interesting. We feel the call in our deepest selves as if the very cells of our body were filled with a shout of joy. At the same time, we recognize that the call comes from some force greater than any individual life. Sometimes in life, a person can come to a crossroads where a decision is required on whether to make some great change. And sometimes it can seem as if something within the person has already decided. Mm. And the only choice left to the conscious self is to follow with the appropriate action. The old ways of believing and thinking, the old situations have died without ourselves even noticing. One of the basic features of morality is the inability to know anything in an absolute sense. We are bound by our short lives and by the fact that all knowledge comes to our minds through the medium of the senses. In modern physics, we learn that scientific investigation can never form an exact picture of reality because the observer is always a part of the universe that he or she is observing. In the same way, each person's thoughts about and perceptions of life are influenced by that person's past experience. Mm -hmm. 
we reach this abstraction by making one last descent into the waters of nothingness in order to rise up liberated from all partial knowledge. In the death card, the ego was dying and the fear was of letting go. In judgment, all illusions of isolation are dissolved and the emphasis rests not on the death, but on the resurrection. We call the card judgment because like justice, it involves coming to terms with past experience as part of going beyond it. With justice, the experience and the response were personal based on your actions in the past. Here, a force greater than yourself is leading and calling you, and the judgment is not simply on the meaning of your own life, but on the true nature of existence and the way in which you and all beings are a part of it. So in a reading, the card of judgment carries special significance. Whatever else is going on around you, there's a push, a call from within to make some important change. The change can refer to something mundane and immediate or to an entire shift in the way a person looks at life, depending on the other cards and the subject of the reading. But the important thing is the call. In effect, the person has already changed. The old situations, the old self have already died it is simply a matter of recognizing it. Judgment reversed can indicate the person wishes to answer the call, but doesn't know how or what to do. More often, it shows someone trying to deny the call, usually from a fear of the unknown. There may, in fact, be a great many rational reasons why the person should not follow the chance. Lack of money, lack of preparation or responsibility. Judgment, the right way up or reversed, indicates that all objections are excuses. When the card is upside down, the excuses become dominant. The person remains standing in the grave. The word judgment implies that the reality of life has changed. The only choice is to follow. Whew. I mean, spacious tarot says judgment draws you fully into your highest callings. There are forces guiding you at this time, depending on your belief system. This might be your higher self, God, the universe, or something else. It does not matter how you label it. What matters is heeding the call. Mm -hmm. While the fool is a broad opening to possibilities, judgment is an invitation onto a specific path. Mm. Ah. <laughs> if you have been feeling pulled towards certain actions or decision or ways of being this card could be a sign that you're moving towards a magnificent purpose it is time to do what you know you're meant to do there are many cycles of ushering out old and welcoming in new throughout tarot Judgment is one of these cards, offering a chance for rebirth. There is a mystical realm that exists alongside the ordinary world. Step into this portal. Absolve yourself of the past and witness what you are becoming. Hmm. Nice. 
Well, I love that it requires you, though, to make a choice to discern what that next action should be. And that really is my greatest challenge, I think. Yeah. What is the what is the next right best choice? Because I'm like, it's like it's all coming. It's I picture it funneling into the world. And this is like the final level of assuredness that this is right and this is who you are and what you're supposed to do yeah so it kind of explains why a lot of times you don't know until later in life yeah totally (laughs) so um the judgment okay so this one is from the the line strider um the judgment card speaks of epiphany a realization you've not been living up to your potential or that you can do more for others. This card calls for a period of reflection and self-evaluation. Oh, and speaking of architecture, I actually have this artist, Jeremy Hush. Um, I have the artwork that he uses for his judgment no card right on my right above my computer i'm looking at it this and it as i said i was the architect right so it says this card signals an awakening that you need to live your life on your own terms the architecture of your life is out of date it was built by others for others Hmm. its details and beauty is crumbling but new life is growing in its cracks, further destroying the ideas of the past. Hmm. The rat pulls at the seams of the woman's dress. She reminds you that new beginnings come from the end of some other new beginning. It's time to move forward from the decay of the past and embrace your growth. And I liked, I included reverse on this isolation and self-doubt overly harsh criticism on your decision making can have a stalling effect and cause you to miss new opportunities Mm. you may experience a loss of momentum take time to really learn from where life has taken you be aware of what is happening around you and how it affects you that sounds quite like um rejection sensitivity yeah yeah dysphoria rejection rejection sensitivity dysphoria is that what it's called rejection sensitive dysphoria yeah that that. makes sense i just say um rejection sensitivity but yeah well it's just this feeling like people's judgment towards you can paralyze you and it's about coming out of that feeling of feeling Mm -hmm. criticized Mm -hmm. um and it learned it sounds like you have learned some healthy coping around that well yeah except for those people closest to me (laughs) well because they matter the most i know Well, Shadowlands, she calls it discretion. 
The word judgment is often considered negative. Perhaps a more effective way to perceive judgment is our ability to assess behaviors, situations, and people objectively at any given time. To discern your current situation, the discretion card is asking you to discover and sit with information for however long you need to decide on a course of action. Mm. It's wise to find as much information as possible so that you'll be able to view the situation from all perspectives. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the difference between the hangman is like, he hangs upside down, he stops moving forward so that he can just be still. So it's like the stillness is the learning, but this is almost like a higher vantage point from which you can see it all. Yeah. Carol Bridges says listening is the skill that supports, um, you know, not improving, but whatever, um, raising your discernment is learning how to listen. So, which kind of seems like what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing it from all points of view will help you refrain from reacting. Yeah. Will help you from reacting uninformedly or too hastily. So I think that's important. Like instead of true action, sometimes we just react. Yeah. Um, I think that's what Jessica might do. mm. I mean, I, you know, I'm, and I'm not trying to like, you're not judging her, (laughs) but I think maybe yeah okay okay sorry i'm i'm trying to heal my relationship with my twin so i think maybe i can teach her to listen and she can teach me how to take action i don't know so good yeah a reminder of the justice lesson is that discretion is suggesting you may be judging others without being equitable or are feeling criticized. Mm -hmm. If this is the case, try to determine what is yours and be accountable for your actions, but also take the time to see what the other person is projecting and speak your mind. Mm. A confident and balanced person does not rely on validation of others to alter their final decisions or actions. Do not allow yourself to be manipulated by guilt or shame. The discretion card also indicates this has been a time of great growth and expansion, and you are now being given the opportunity to reinvent and resurrect dreams that have gone astray. You have survived a great deal up to this point. That's that's so heavy for me right now. Uh, but also super validating for me. Oh yeah. I tell myself that, but then people around me tell me that I'm making excuses or playing the victim. And I'm like, okay, but who gets to decide? I guess I do. So I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. I just want to say real quick, like that. (laughs) I had a wonderful conversation with who is sort of my mentor in my program. And we talked about um, that struggle with me about being accused. That hurts me when people say that I'm just being a victim or Mm -hmm. victim mentality or like when I'm acting defeated by life. And I'm like, uh, 
<laughs> can I just collapse for a little bit? Right. Um, and and that the the number one important thing in counseling or social work um, is is to allow someone to air their grievances first thing and to to for someone to listen believe and validate what they're saying that they've had a bad experience without being told they're being this or that they're acting like this or that they're being a victim get out of that that mentality (laughs) you just need to let it out you need to talk about the bad thing and it'd be bad mm-hmm. you know because you cannot move forward until that step is accomplished mm-hmm. anyway but you've survived a great deal up to this point and subsequently developed a new and wiser perspective on life um So it's not as shocking as the tower card. There's another parallel. A newfound sense of liberation may be yours. It is a good time to review, life review, your past (laughs) actions and those of others as you enter this new phase of life. You are honing your ability to judge your company and your colleagues wisely. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And this will ensure your voice is being heard. Um, Mystic fairy, tarot, when you meet the fairy of judgment, it is time to look carefully at your life and the possibilities before you. There is something you should be doing, something that would be a significant change from what you are doing. Whatever this something is, it is for the benefit of the universe and is essential to your spiritual growth. To hear your guidance clearly, open your heart and your mind and be willing to accept the message, the call. There are consequences for our actions, so take care to listen. You were just saying this, the listening to your inner voice. Unfollow your heart when confronting decisions that will have a lasting impact. Hmm. Talking about the crow and the strange bird, there's here tarot of the crone is called the calling. Hmm. And this says the crone holds up a red cloak, asking you to wear it, calling you to join her. She appears as a shadowy, fantastical bird. The background is the rich blue of the deep sky. The red and blue represent power and justice. These are the colors, and this is the card of the superhero. How an ordinary human can become extraordinary is the mystery of this card, and it has nothing to do with anything you've been told before. When you get this card, your life is changing whether you want it to or not. From this arises an opportunity to become greater in person and spirit to step up to another level. Something is asked of you and you feel urged to respond. If your response is resistance, no, it will take more energy from you than accepting the challenge would. This is your big moment. 
take your courage, the strength of your heart, and fly. Oh, I thought it was interesting. In the Fountain Terra, one of the reverse meanings was spiritual cowardice. Interesting. Yeah. Like not wanting to believe in something, probably. Yeah. Mm. all right this one this is the author you liked um from last time the wildwood tarot and this is totally different and i'm coming up on some of the last passages let me see yeah between two yew trees lies an ancient burial ground of the kind known known as a passage grave. Upon this, a polar bear crouches, keeping watch. The initiate has been laid to rest, covered by earth and stone, and now waits to be reborn, guarded by the shamanic sentinel of the mound. The traditional religious and political concepts of right and wrong, guilt and innocence have no place here, For the judgment that takes place during the time of rebirth is both inward and mystical, and yet outward and universal, reaching far beyond the narrow confines of human civilization and conventions. The constellation of the great bear stands out in the sky, indicating the entrance to the other world to which the seeker proceeds. Fear of death and damnation have mutated into a distorted view of the card known traditionally as judgment. As a calling of righteous souls from their graves by an angel on judgment day. But the universe is much simpler than religious theologies would have it. The laws of evolution and cause and effect have more to do with divine judgment than human morals. If, on a personal level, life is squandered in the pursuit of vain glories and pretentious ambition, the painful void left within an individual's soul will make itself known through despair and frustration. Don't I know it? (laughs) On the earthly or universal sphere, if we abuse the ecosystem and lay waste to world resources, nature will find a way to redress the balance by its own evolutionary means nature is not vindictive just practical by the same token if time is spent educating and understanding ourselves this investment in wisdom will help us live our lives with a deeper respect for all humanity and nature life will be enriched by the joy and beauty of the universe the great bear is the guardian of the forest ways and holds the power of life and death over those who transgress its laws After experiencing the stages of being stripped and laid bare, the initiate experiences renewed strength and wisdom and is reborn into a place of quiet stillness, peace, and rest that allows the healing process to be completed. The new whole reconstituted person lies hibernating. See, that's that connection to the hanged man. Full of potential, ready to meet the coming spring, with energy and joy. Judgment may relate to an assessment regarding a personal matter or situation and could be linked to the process of forgiving. It may also relate to a group or social decision. 
in the process of judgment, both as an individual and on a, the universal level, honesty is key. Be honest, forgiving, patient, but most of all, be assured change is at hand. Remember the universe has a long memory. Nothing is ever forgotten. Mm. Awaken to your life's purpose. Devotion to your calling is devotion to the world. Sacred service is the call of the divine. Reverence for nature inspires connection with all beings. Tulsi, holy basil, has been a highly regarded panacea for over 3,000 years. It enhances memory, restores energy, and clears toxins. Take care of your well-being and awaken consciousness. Committing to rituals that have special meaning for you will lead to spiritual awareness. Free your life of anything that keeps you from your purpose. Deepen your relationship with what enchants you. Mm. Devotion to your holy work spreads goodness to all. So a lot of similar themes among those. I love the permission this card is giving me. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I need to hear permission sometimes to, in order to like have faith in myself to, that I'm making the right choice, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe it's, I I'm getting a lot that it's like coming from within, but that's the only place it can. Right. Yeah. Listening and to why your is inner it so voice. hard to like practice that even when you've spent so many years trying to. It's hard. It's it's conditioning. I think it's the human conditioning. Yeah. It's the yeah. animal in us. Yeah, in our I know. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like trusting to say, you know what? I I know myself. You can f off. You know. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm hearing. <laughs> My inner voice is the one louder than you. Like right. I think. <laughs> For me, that's that's kind of the problem is that I get so inundated with other yeah. coming at me. Right. That You're I making like it kind of personal. drowns out. It drowns out my own knowing, my own calling, my own voice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit my experience and why it's hard to listen to the truth, listen to that higher thing that knows in yourself. Yeah. I think you're, I think you and, you know, like our, our spirit is just tired of having to hear other people's opinions of us. Basically ga <laughs> being gaslit. Yeah. It's being gaslit. Man. I mean, I know we always say this, but I feel like, and maybe I've said this a million times in the 22 months we've been doing this, but, um, this card is just, it feels like where I'm at right now it feels like I've been in that like it said like take time to listen yeah. to yourself I think I've been in that place like a few years now and I think it feels good just hearing that it's okay to be doing that to be t using this time to really like try and listen to what it is you know I'm wanting yeah. to, to do next or whatever yeah. And that's what I'm going through too. Um, I'm, I'm finishing up things and I'm fine tuning. I I'm heeding the call and yeah. I need to like find the stillness 
and it's interesting the wildwood tarot is talking about the wheel of life mm-hmm. um or what is it the wheel of the seasons whatever i can't think of the word because i'm getting tired but yeah the 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 turning of the the wheel of the year that's what i'm mm-hmm. thinking like the mm-hmm. season so that was talking about the solstice and that's the returning of the light and the bear in the sky and all this stuff and the you know there's mm-hmm. mention of in, uh, some of the other cards descriptions of the portal and you know it's just like it feels like it's all culminating yeah. and maybe you and I have already it feels familiar because we're like yeah this is where we've been hanging out waiting for it to culminate yes know? totally um it just yeah it it feels like even more so than the world it almost feels like the second to the last stop is like yeah where it's at (laughs) where we're at because when the world comes next it's it's the end and the beginning and right that so I feel like this was the discussion you know yeah really oh 